0: Hey, mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one-stop, go-to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer, VBAC mom, and doula, serving mamas through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's do this, let's crank it up a notch, and let's kick it into high gear together. Okay, mamas, hello and welcome back. I am super excited to share this episode with you today because we are talking with Elizabeth about. Burnout. And specifically, we talk about how it shows up, how it affects us, and how we can avoid it. How awesome is that, right? And, you know, we really dive down deep into all things burnout and make sure you listen all the way through because she leaves some extra little bonuses for us at the end. And there is also going to be a free download for you that has 10 tasks that others can help you with in the postpartum period. And as a postpartum doula, this is some things that I have done for clients inside their home to really help them transition through those first few weeks in the postpartum period. So if you're looking to have a postpartum doula and you're kind of like, what can they do? You know, what, where can I get help? Or maybe you're going to have friends or family come to your house during the postpartum period and help you. These are some things that can help reduce burnout and are really awesome tasks that you might not have thought about. So download that. The link is in the show notes and there is other links in there too. So enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. And here we go, mamas. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. Happy to have you here today. So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners?
1: Hi, friends. I'm Elizabeth. I'm a stress coach for moms, and I help overwhelmed moms reduce mental stress so they can respond with patience and calm. So I'm a mom of four kids myself. Uh, My oldest is 11, and then they go... (laughs) Under that, uh, house is full of energy and lots of noise, so I'm living this season with you, um, and so I know what it's like to be right in the midst of motherhood, and so I'm here to support you and teach you the tools that you need to help you respond instead of react to your days. Yeah, I think that's great. I think,
0: you know, just how you ended that, like help you respond instead of react. I think a lot of the times it is sort of just like taking that second to just pause and see like how do you want to be, you know, like responding to this experience that's happening. Mm-hmm. So today specifically, um, you know, obviously we're gonna touch on some other topics that come up, but I really feel like the listeners are going to benefit from maybe some boundaries to set so that we can avoid this mom burnout that a lot of the times we experience like when entering that postpartum period. So what can you kind of give us to elaborate on? you know, setting boundaries or maybe what are, in your opinion, the top three boundaries that we can set in order to help avoid that burnout?
1: It is really important to first understand like how is burnout going to show up and like why it's even important in the first place. So with my experience, what i have noticed burnout shows up for moms in <laughs> physical struggles, mental struggles or emotional struggles. it's going to get into one of those areas. and so how i noticed that it showed up for me, i didn't really have like a lot of physical kind of burnout for me it was more emotionally showing up. i would be more agitated, frustrated, reactive, raise my voice and Handle frustrations in ways that I would regret later. And there's like, you know, there's science behind it that when your brain has unmet needs, like when you're super sleep deprived or you're hungry, we all know postpartum that happens, we do not show up as our best. That creates a threat in our brain and it shuts off our part of the brain that helps us to think logically, emotionally regulate, and problem solve. And we shift to an emotional part of the brain, which is sometimes illogical, over exaggerates, and has a hard time emotionally regulating. And that's why we will come across disrespectful and rude to our partner and even mean to our other children because our brain is focused on our unmet need. And so that's why I feel like it is so important to understand like how is it showing up for me that burnout? Like how's it affecting me and my family? So if it, it 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 is affecting you like either in your mental well-being, emotional well-being or physical well-being. So what can you do to make life easier and avoid it? And number one thing is like knowing the season you're in. So if you're a newly postpartum mama, this is a season where you give yourself grace and you let go and say no to things that are not serving you and that are draining you, okay? A great example would be um, when I had my fourth baby, I had a C-section and my son wanted to play football. And my oldest son and my husband worked long hours. And I had to tell my son, like, I love you so much. I understand this is something you really, really want to do. I also cannot take you to all the practices right now in this season of life. I have a newborn baby. I have other kids to take care of. And like, it would create so much stress and overwhelm if I tried to do that. And just even having that honest conversation with him, of course, he was disappointed and like... But he was able to accept it because I was able to explain to him where we're at and like the season we're in and said, you know, hopefully next year when we're in a better place and like I don't have a newborn, right, and just had surgery, we'll be able to do that for you and, you know, for our family. So just like recognizing the season that you're in and things that you need to say no to, probably some volunteer opportunities. Not the best time, right? Sometimes maybe other commitments, maybe you're, you know, serving in church or maybe like you have two different jobs, if it's at all possible, like say no to things that are going to create that stress and extra overwhelm and just recognize that this is a season to like delegate and delete.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, we have to remember that this is just a short period of time in our lives. And we're saying no now, but it's not forever, you know, season it is. Yeah. And like you said, like recognizing that you're in that season and recognizing that, you know, we may have to communicate that with those around us. If you have more kids, even just maybe you were used to doing things, with your partner a different way or friends and family. And now you're like, Hey, I'm here right now. Like this is the season that I'm in. And I have to say no to doing those things. So yeah, I definitely agree with that.
1: Mm -hmm. And number two, um, during this season is I think something super, super important is asking for help to avoid burnout. You need to ask for help. You can do anything, but you can't do everything, okay? And if you try to do everything and be the regular mom or normal mom that you maybe are outside of postpartum season, you will burn out, run yourself to the ground, and it's going to show up in an unpleasant way again it's going to show up in your mental emotional or physical well-being your recovery is going to take longer you might have complications you know you're mentally might really really struggle you're going to be emotional mess and explosion and the rest of your family because we're normally just in general more overwhelmed right when we have a baby and going through that season try to do everything the way you've normally been doing with a big like addition to your family like it it's, it doesn't work that way. And if you try to, it's going to affect you in a negative way. So asking your spouse for help, like your partner, that's a big one. Um, asking your other kids that are maybe a little bit older that can start doing some chores and delegating some simple things to them. Um, if you have family nearby, like I have... A sister who's unmarried and she would come in one day a week and help me out postpartum um, friends that would offer like hey how can I help you I'm like here's a link to my meal train (laughs) you can bring me a meal and if you ever you know are able to you know you can take my kids to a park or whatever like I shifted my perspective from asking for help as a sign of weakness and like I'm failing to This is a way that I can support myself and make things easier for myself during, just in general, like in motherhood, period, not even this season, just in general, I am robbing somebody of an opportunity to bless me. They're offering their help and I am robbing them from that opportunity to bless me if I say no, just because I feel uncomfortable. It will feel uncomfortable at first. Just do it anyway and it's going to feel easier the more you do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with that, I always say, you know, start with just simple things like off tasking, you know, very minimal things that maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable asking for help with before you jump into the deep end of, like, I think a lot of the times, you know, people want to hold the baby, like do things with the baby. And like, that could be a very rough spot initially postpartum. Like you don't want to give up that you want help with the things that you don't want to, you know, tend to. (laughs) And, you know, I think just, you know, making sure that you're kind of laying that out and not just, letting people control how they're helping you, but really directing that sense of help sometimes I think can be easier when asking for help. And a lot of times people are kind of like, Oh, like, what can I help you with? Or just let me know. And so like, what do you kind of do for moms that maybe feel lost on what do I need help with? Like, how can I get help? Like they're, they're feeling lost with how to even like get a list of things that they need help with like they don't even know what they need
1: yeah so like when you think about like your daily to-do list what is something that you dread the most and that overwhelms you the most that's probably the first thing that would go to like for me it's meals I hate cooking don't enjoy it If I could just delegate one thing, that would be meals. So that's why that was the easiest thing for me to delegate. And there's plenty of people around you that love cooking. They do. And especially like, um, I think like, older women who don't have kids and they just want to support and help other moms. Like in my church, there were a lot of older women that brought meals and that's just the way for them to serve and bless you. And so I, that is the first thing that like, for me is like, what is something that's super overwhelming for me when I think about it? Like I dread it. And like, housework wasn't as big for me because I have decluttered a lot. My house doesn't have a ton of things. So my house doesn't get that messy, really. And so that's like if my mom would come in and she's a house cleaner for a living, so she will um, she would clean up my house and like do a little bit more deeper cleaning. That was like another thing. But like the other thing that was challenging for me is entertaining my kids, my other three with my last one and like, and just taking care of their needs and just being present. I wasn't always able to do that. And so cooking and taking care of my other kids were the biggest things that were overwhelming and weighing hard on me. And so when people ask for support, that those are the things that I delegated and like allowed people to ask to support me with. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely kind
0: of like, uh, like extend on that, like playing with the other kids, because when our second came and we had people come over, it was very helpful for them to focus on our daughter, our firstborn and really just give her the attention. Because I think a lot of the times, you know, they're having all these emotions and all these things too. And maybe if you're going from like one to two, that baby, your first is used to being, you know, soul attention, like everything's focused on them. And now this little baby's coming into the picture and you can't like go out and do all the things or play with them in the same way, especially if you're recovering from a cesarean or, you know, just um, any other like traumatic experience during birth, you are going to need that assistance and that help with just playing with them, giving them the attention, giving them, you know, that sense of like, you're still a priority. You still exist. Like, you know, baby's here and and allowing them to be a part of the experience too.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to add to that, like, it also depends what kind of newborn you get. Sometimes you get a chill baby that is like easy and easy going, sleeps anywhere, eats really well. And like, things are a lot smoother versus you have a colicky baby that has breastfeeding struggles and, and it's not your fault. You're not a bad mom. Like let's just get that straight. You know, like you can't really control this part. Okay. Like We don't know why you happen to have a baby like that, but this is not your fault. And so one of the things, like I had a sister-in-law, her first baby was really challenging. Like she could not enjoy that postpartum period in the beginning at all. Like the baby was colicky, had tummy issues, slept terribly. So like for her, the biggest help was for somebody to take the baby for a little bit so she can literally get some sleep. For you to take the baby, go to the basement, you know, rock the baby, hold the baby while she sleeps for a couple hours. Like that was the biggest thing for her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. And I think, you know, like that is going to help like anything, any way that we can offload our responsibilities or the things that are overwhelming us and giving us that stress is definitely going to help reduce burnout. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say your third item is? Hey mamas, just wanted to take a second to talk about postpartum university. Some of you are already familiar with them, but specifically for this episode, I wanted to mention it because if you're struggling with meal planning or prepping or looking for help in this specific area, they offer a six week nutrient dense meal plan with recipes, herbs, supplements, and so much more. It is designed specifically for the unique digestive needs of mothers with an emphasis on replenishing and absorbing nutrients so that you can experience less brain fog, more energy, and hormone balance faster and with ease. So I will leave a link in the show notes for you to check that out and let's get back to the
1: episode. Um, we talked about this when you were guesting on my show, but taking care of yourself. Like sometimes it's just like the basic things like taking a shower, eating, you know, sleeping. Like I know sometimes it's really hard in the beginning of those like first few months but like if your spouse is there or someone is there that can you know be with your baby and you can actually get some sleep like that's one of those basic things that you really really need because when you have lack of sleep you're gonna have a harder time emotionally regulating and staying calm just in general and like we talked about this like getting dressed like putting on some regular clothes get some you know, loose, comfortable leggings or jeggings that feel cute. You know, I know your body doesn't look the same postpartum, but that is something that, um, like in just a nursing top, like nursing t-shirts that I got from Amazon that looked pretty decent and just like putting on a little bit of makeup. And so you feel somewhat normal. And so you don't feel and look like a complete disaster and a hot mess. You don't have to spend a ton of time, maybe even like five, 10 minutes a day, but I think it's so important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, that is something that I really noticed I needed in that postpartum period and something that, you know, again, going back to like the asking for help and things like that, like they all tie in together because you are thinking like, I need to care for baby. Like I need to focus on baby. I need to do what's best for baby. And sometimes yourself is really just put on the back burner or really just kind of, you know, put on like, well, you know, I don't need to prioritize myself. And, you know, you and I both know, like when we take that time to prioritize ourselves, we can be a better mom. We can, you know, step into our role that much more refreshed and that much more ready to take on what needs to be addressed and to have that clear state of mind to really be like, okay, like I can do this. Like, you know, I took a second to really just take time for myself so that I can fully be present and in the moment in the stage of motherhood. And so I think, you know, sometimes we think like it's unnecessary or like we can only get to those things once we've completed like this, this, and this, but really just making that be part of our schedule and part of, you know, our routine is, is going to be that much more helpful.
1: Yeah. And I think like what also helped me is like decide ahead of time. Like even when my baby comes, this doesn't mean that I'm just going to be a disaster and a hot mess. I think like in at least like what, if you go on Instagram really, or in social media, you'll be able to see so many like videos even like or reels of moms like before baby and then after baby and like before baby she's all put together and looks nice and then after baby she's like this disaster that has spit and vomit all over herself doesn't take a shower and just like this disaster and like I just want to let you know, like, yes, there will be days like that. But if you decide like, oh, I'm a hot mess now, like you're going to be a hot mess. But if you decide like, yes, this might be struggle like in the beginning and it's challenging, but I still value myself enough to take care of myself. And I'm not going to subscribe to being a complete disaster after I have a baby. And if things are challenging, I will ask for support.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that ties into just how we're talking about ourselves and what we're saying to ourselves. And exactly like you said, I think we can fall into those, you know, rabbit holes of this is just how motherhood is. And I guess this is just, you know, going to be my life or we can really take that step back and be like, is this you know, the story I want to be telling myself, is this, you know, how I want my kids to see me? Is this how I want to continue to go on? Like you said, like, there's going to be those days, there's going to be times that you're, you know, like stealing your PJs all day, you got the spit up and who knows, and it's just been a rough night and, and things like that. But I think like understanding that you're, you're gonna come out of that and you're, you're gonna, you know push through and and really making sure you know like we're hitting these things to avoid that burnout point because i think when we are burning out and feeling like at our max and feeling completely overwhelmed it's it's so much harder to jump back in and remember these things that are going to help help us avoid it so what specifically in part of what you do has been one of your your favorite things and how specifically do you help moms?
1: Yeah, so a lot of my moms that I do connect with and talk with and help with, they um are not necessarily super newly postpartum. They already have maybe a couple of kids and they just struggle with feeling like they're doing all the things and they're completely running and empty and is showing up in negative ways towards their family. They are overreactive, experience even mom rage, and they feel so much shame and guilt, right? We all do, right? When we experience that. And so I help them kind of audit their day in life and like figuring out what are things on your plate that you need to let go of that are not serving you, that are draining you. We do work some of the mindset stuff and like, how can we let go of some of those things? And then creating a life that is truly supporting you. I teach a lot of like proactive self-care strategies and things that you can do to calm your nervous system so you are calmer and more patient to begin with Um, how to prioritize your needs without feeling guilty and asking for help without feeling guilty and just like in the heat of the moment when you are so triggered you feel like blowing up on your family what can you do instead of freaking out and yelling. And even if you do happen to yell, like, how are you gonna deal with those negative thoughts to overcome that? So those are the kind of things like I work with my mamas. And so I have a gift for your listeners. It's um, the website is emotionallyhealthylegacy.com slash entering motherhood. And I have a few things on there. There's five strategies that are um, reduce overwhelm and then um, a recording for like positive affirmations after you lost your cool with your kiddos, and a video training on how to be less triggered.
0: Perfect. That's amazing. I will definitely, you know, list that in the show notes and attach all that information. So if you are driving, moving, juggling kids, do not worry. It will all be there for you. And also how can we reach you specifically? Where are you at on social media? I know that you just said your website, but what other resources are out there for us to get in contact with you specifically?
1: Yeah. So you can find me on my podcast, Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Um, That's where I invest most of my time and energy. And I do have an Instagram page, Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it around yet, but I've had it for a little while. So you can also find me there at this time.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add for a new mom that is going through this postpartum period? Yeah.
1: Um, If uh, you are super fr- frustrated and angry with your baby, and you, because it's going to happen, sometimes they cry and you just can't stop. And that frustration and anger, like your baby senses that energy. There's a few things that you can do to calm your nervous system and let your baby kind of borrow that calm. And one of them is taking deep breaths. Just like take deep breaths and and then when you are calming down, that your baby's going to be able to co-regulate and calm down. Singing like a calm tune That is also calming your nervous system and it's going to help that baby co-regulate and calm down and then repeating a mantra to yourself. I have a good baby who's having a hard time. Your baby is not crying on purpose to piss you off. The reason that baby's crying is because it's struggling for some reason or another. Like the baby can't tell you obviously, but the baby's struggling and that's why the baby's crying and it's the baby's not doing this on purpose to make you miserable. Okay. So if you have that perspective, you'll get more frustrated, but if you have the perspective that I have a good baby who's having a hard time, I have a good baby who's struggling, just repeat that in your head over and over again. It's going to help you stay calmer in the moment and not get as frustrated. And if it gets really bad, put the baby down in the crib and walk away, maybe to the basement, cool off for a little bit. Because the more you stay in that situation, the more triggering it's going to get. And you're going to get to a point where you might regret something that you do. So that's like one of the biggest things I would (laughs) say to a new mom. I love it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and really just sharing, you know, tools and ways that we can reduce burnout and just those extra added bonuses for us too. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop, go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas!